Hey everybody, it's Kenzie here. Thank you all so much for listening to our show. We are very excited to announce a little update. Our first pieces of merch! If you head over to our website, QueerPG.com, you can check out all our new stuff. We have QueerPG logo stickers and pins, and something fun for season one. We have Wildmore High Wyverns notebooks. They come in three different designs, so head over there to check it out. We are selling these through Society6, so if you go to our website, under the shop tab, you'll see the notebook. Clicking on it will redirect you so that you can purchase. Again, thank you guys so much for your support, and enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, my name is Kenzie Tartaglioni. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm your master of ceremonies. Hey, I'm Brennan Hershock. I go by he, him pronouns, and I play Sawyer Hook, the mortal. I'm April Consolo. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Ivy Duncan, a vampire. Hey there, I'm Mads McDonough. I use he, him pronouns, and I play Caleb Moore, the werewolf. And welcome to Wildmore High. Content warning for this episode includes drinking blood, discussions of death, and addiction. Caleb, you find yourself stirring in bed, coming to consciousness, pulled out of an already fleeting dream. The hair prickles on the back of your neck. You hear Jasper meow in the somewhere in the room. You hear A curtain rustle from a breeze coming through the slightly open window in your bedroom. Still dark. I try and roll over, go back to sleep. Jasper meows again. Mm -hmm. Wait, just, just wait. You hear meow that's a little more like cryish, and then you can hear like the tap of claws against glass. What was what the? I start to pull the blankets off of me leery-eyed sit up in bed and try and look around and see what's going on jesper has jumped up onto the windowsill and is currently standing up with his front paws like up the window looking out and just meowing what are you doing what what i'm gonna crawl like kick the blankets the rest of way off my knees and crawl over to where he's plastered to the window buddy you gotta it's it's not time for that it's not it's gotta go back to bed you gotta he looks at you while you like move towards him and then he like looks back out the window and just kind of takes his paw down from the window but still look looking out at meows again and when you look out the window i think you kind of freeze and there is an old fear flooding through your veins because it's been a while Probably years, but there was that summer 
where you could have sworn you were being watched. It was soon after you had been dragged by Ivy and Sawyer into the woods to show you this strange, weird stick tent structure. And after that, you'd begun to see odd things in the dark. But that had dissipated a while ago. But now, looking out your window, through the panes and the glass, at the edges of the yard, you see a figure in the dark. You can't really make anything out about its appearance other than it might be wearing like a hood of some sort, but it stands stock still, facing the house, facing away, you can't really tell that either. And you feel like maybe if you like let your eyes just like glaze over it, it would almost disappear into the background. That's how in the shadows it is. I freeze when I see it. I look down at Jasper and I kind of pull him back and away from where the window is and try and like put him toward the side of my bed so that he's not like directly up close to the window anymore. And I'm going to very slowly pull myself back and reach over to my bedside table where my phone is charging, trying not to break like contact with this figure. I'm going to pull my phone back and I'm going to try and take a picture of it. No flash. I don't want to spook it, whatever it is. You bring your phone over and you snap a picture of it. Are you keeping eye contact or are you going to look at the picture that you took? I'm going to keep eye contact with it for a little bit longer. And my window's open a little bit because I overheat so easily at night. I'm going to see if I can... I mean, the Duncans have a smell about them. That weird guy that they're with had a smell about him too. Can I see if there's a smell about this? Is it familiar? Is it old? I think that... This is actually a, a good way to use your heightened senses to see if there's any of those questions there that you want to ask too, depending on your role. So roll me 2d6 and add your dark. It's a six minus one, so it's a five. <laughs> the first thing you notice is that it is that the night is quiet, kind of abnormally so. You haven't really taken a good look at your phone to know exactly what time it is, but it's not really a time that people would be normally moving around your house or anything, and they aren't. But that doesn't mean old houses don't creak. And aside from your breathing and Jasper's meows, it truly sounds like there is no other noise in the world. Also, there is a breeze coming through your window, but it's as if there's no smells at all. You don't smell dew, you don't smell the trees around your house, you don't smell the freshly cut grass. Like wipe at my nose a little bit, try and like peer out. It hasn't moved. It's been completely still, whatever it is. I have a moment looking at this thing. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna regret this. I'm gonna regret this so much. This is such a stupid, stupid idea that's so dumb. And yet, I'm gonna lean out of my window just a little bit and go, hey, hello? Your voice carries in this still night air drifting across the lawn and you don't hear a voice i don't like that but you hear this like like (sighs) like this just creepy undertone of like breath but also weirdly sounds kind of like musical like there are tones to it i'm to the side my phone flipping it to record video it's probably really shaky who are you? What what are you doing here? It's just that same strange whispery growling tone with no words to it. Do you do you want something with me? With my with my family? With does this, does this have something to do with my brother, my my aunt? Come, 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 come. 
No, 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 no. I'm not coming anywhere. I'm not coming. What do you want? Come, come, come. No. It's so stupid. This is so. I try to like brace my shoulders up, try to make myself look a little bit bigger. Lean out the window a little bit more and go, I'm warning you. Tell me, tell me why you're here. Soon, 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 soon. Soon you'll tell me? And the shadow literally just looks like it disappears into the shadow of the yard. <gasps> Jesus Christ, okay. <sighs> I close my window. <laughs> I pull the blinds. Jasper has jumped up front paws on the windowsill and just hisses. I told him to my chest and I start to pet his head kind of frantically. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not going out there. We're not going to do that. We're not. That's a very bad idea. Jazzy, jazz, jazzy, jazzy, jazz. That's not good. We're not going to do that. We're going to, we're going to think we're going to. I look down at my phone. I stop the recording. I go back. Did the picture show up? It's really dark, and you don't think that if you hadn't seen it, like if you showed this to anybody else, they would not be able to differentiate between the shadows. But because you saw it, you can see in this photo that there is a difference where you remember seeing it outside. I look at I look at the video next, and I, I turn the volume up for it. Do I hear the weird noises over top of like my teeth chattering? <laughs> You do hear this, like, strange sound. When you get to the end, though, you don't hear the words that it spoke. It still just feels like it's that strange tone through the whole thing. But it also maybe just sounds like the wind. What time exactly is it? It is 4.13 a.m. I think for a minute that Sawyer might be awake around this time. And then I remember that actually he's trying to do, like, a turning over a new leaf or something right now. Maybe, maybe he's actually asleep. But I text Sawyer. I say, hey, sorry, I know it's the middle of the night. Something really creepy just showed up in my backyard and told me to come. And then I wait like a beat. And then I send like a keyboard smash of letters <laughs> immediately afterward. And then I, the next message is, no, not like, wait, not, hang on, no, like, like wanting me to, no, that sends. I mean, I think his phone would be on full volume um so like there'd be no it'd be vibration and ding 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 like constantly but i do think he's a fairly deep sleeper with like how much noise is going on from the tanks in his room how about we roll a d20 and anything below a 10 you don't wake up and anything above a 10 you do wake up it was a natural 20. So you see in real time all of these frantic follow-ups coming through. In between one of the follow-ups you get come C-U-M question mark. And then the, like the dot 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 flies up after that. And then, then it's just not like that. No. Follow? Yes in all caps with a period. <laughs> I understand. I'm sending you a video. Listen for the noise. It sounds like... I don't know, actually. That sends, and then another dot 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 sends, and then please just take this as literally as possible. Sawyer opens the video, and it's just like, <sighs> it's just like wind. So 
just weird wind noises and me like fucking freaking out. It's also like the shakiest video you've ever seen. And like some parts of it, like sometimes it hits the like window in the video. And then you also just hear this like monologue happening throughout the video. I'm going to take the picture that I took. I'm going to like use like open up the fucking like edit feature and like draw a red circle around whatever this is and put like two exclamation points next to it and like a little arrow and then i'll send that as well and say it's hard to make out but there was someone in my backyard do i see from this video or from this photo there's like no it just looks like darkness like or just a shadow i think you probably try to like turn your phone screen up all the way to the point where you're like squinting to see i think sawyer has it up at all times then it does that thing in a phone when it's up all the way where like the image like gets weird colored and grainy but like the shadows now look kind of gray and there's it's not like a defined but there is a black shadow in all this kind of like lighter gray is it still there i asked what it wanted and why it was there it just it said soon and then literally evaporated turn on every light in your room don't let there be a single shadow Okay, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. IDK, all caps. Maybe it's a shadow teleporting thing. That can happen? You can turn into a wolf. Oh my god, I'm jumping out of my bed. I'm fumbling over to the lights. I'm turning on the lights in my room. Should I come over? Yes, please. And then drop my phone on the floor because I just asked Sawyer to come over to my house at 4 a.m. And I scramble on the ground and I pick it back up and I say, I'm fine, actually. So no... Is it a school night? Well, now it's a school morning, but yes. It's almost morning anyways. I'm fine. And then I smack my forehead with my palm. Let's meet up after school today and try and figure this out. I type out, great, with an exclamation point, and then I delete the exclamation point. Heart. And it's like five minutes go by, and then you get another text message that says, did you turn on all the lights? At this point, I'm laying in my bed, but I'm on top of the comforter just because everything feels very wrong. It's now very stuffy in my room. I grab my phone. Yes. Okay. Good night. It's morning. Good morning. Don't come on a shadow monster. So I was just like, nah. And then goes back to sleep. I try to go back to sleep. The easiest way to describe the feeling of walking into school on Monday morning is whiplash. The entire weekend was mired in the drama of being a founding family and the lies and secrets that unwillingly came to light and pushing open the double doors into the commons at the front of the school plummets you right back into teenagedom. Cheerleading practice had been suspended, but it's now back in order. Every day, light clockwork, right after school. The upped police presence in the last couple of weeks has seemed to disappear from campus. But possibly the most vicious attack on your senses are the purple and gold sparkly posters that are hung, what seems to be, every five feet, on the columns in the middle of the room, plastered across the walls. You can see a massive version of it through the back doors into the main hallway. And it just says, Homecoming is soon. Court applications are due by the end of the week. Tickets go on sale next Tuesday. And that is what it costs each of you as you walk into school on Monday morning. You weren't really given an option. It seemed like a mundane thing to do after the events of the weekend, but the hooks didn't really present it to Sawyer as an option. The Moors hadn't expected there to be an argument about it. And Ivy just kind of didn't want to be in her house anymore. I meet up with Sam 
at their locker and I like cross my arms, like lean into it, trying to look cool to some degree. It doesn't look very cool though, I'm still awkward. You think they could have made a better sign? Oh my god! Oh my god! Caleb, you can't just sneak up on a person like that. But what? I, I, I just, I, I just got here. I just, I didn't sneak. My head was in my locker practically. I couldn't hear anything. I was in the zone. The zone of what? Reorganization, Caleb. Every so often, sometimes, like, okay, so you know how the notebooks are color-coded. Yes. I just didn't feel like the yellow notebook should be on the first, the top shelf anymore. It felt like more of a bottom shelf notebook now. I lean into Sam's locker and I like move the locker open the whole way so that it's flat against like all of the lockers. And I see that there's absolutely no organization in here. There is just a haphazard smattering of notebooks. A few of them are actually the same color, which is terrifying. They have like stickers and marks and like marker bits and everything over them. There's like some wadded up like pieces of paper that have gotten stuck and shoved in between. There's a pencil case that's open and just leaking out pens and pencils and eraser nubs. They point at one of the yellow notebooks and they say, See? Yellow notebook, bottom shelf, better. I just slowly turn my head to my best friend in the world and I say, I really wonder what goes on inside your head, Sam. Well, not a lot because I think that I was concussed for a bit, but that's gone. So it's like slowly picking back up. It's all coming back. It's all... How does this look? and they tap their nose. Okay, still kind of sore. I'm gonna like lean in closer. You like kind of have like a scar, like a little, like, on, on, like right there. Yeah, that's probably from the stitches. Yeah, it looks badass. <laughs> awesome. I have never had anything, owned anything, wore anything, had a cool haircut that somebody called badass, but now I have this scar from being an idiot and I'm a badass. But you could like, you could like make up how you got it, you know? I mean, like maybe not here, cause like people know that you just kind of ate shit. Yeah, Caleb, the, well, the video's like on TikTok now of me smashing my face into the ground. It's kind of, it's kind of big. But like if we went somewhere else, like if we went to the city for anything, like you could say that you got it in like a fight. <gasps> when we go get crush an egg, I will tell somebody yeah. that I got in a fight. Yeah, gotta remember that. Wait, would that be kind of the, would that be the right audience to tell someone that you got into a fight? Maybe we save that for when we're going to like, like a show or something. It could be like I was gaming with somebody and we got into an altercation in the game and then somebody chucked their controller at my head. No, but you're going to be there with me and then they'll think that I chucked a controller at your head. Why would they? Okay, I won't say anything. I don't want to do that. I don't like that anymore. It was your idea. Yeah, I take back. Okay, fine. Backsies. And they open their backpack and they just like scoop a bunch of random shit into it. And they zip it up and they shut the locker door. I just slowly shake my head. You guys hear, Psst. Hey, what? what? What the hell is that? You can't just sneak up on people like that. What? That's what I said. Sawyer's like tucked away by under, like behind a column nearby you guys. He's like poking his head out. Why are you hiding? Shh. Come here. I, I put my hand over my eyes. Come here. Head ducks away. Okay, what the hell? Okay. I close Sam's locker for them and walk over. Sawyer, like, grabs the both of them and huddles off to the side in this corner. You haven't seen Ivy or Natalie or Adam or... Flashback to Sawyer coming into school like it's 
friggin' Mission Impossible, just dun 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 dun, just hiding behind different like lockers that are open. They close. He goes in and puts his like he tries to mask in with like a different group of like five people. Spins off to the side behind some sort of counter, and then like ducks behind into another room. I think you also flashback to when you got home very late Saturday night, very early Sunday morning after the Heart of Wildmore debacle and whether you fell asleep immediately and saw them when you awoke or if you answered them before you fell asleep, you have many notifications on your phone. And there are a lot from Natalie and their text messages and they say, Hey, I'm here. Where are you? Maybe you got caught up with the dinner. Um, just let me know. You can tell me about it, smiley face emoji. Are you still coming? Are you okay? Did something happen? Okay, well, then I guess maybe another time. And all of these messages came in over the span of an hour. You also had a few from Sam, and it says, Were you serious about making a game? Because I think I have an idea. It's probably stupid, but I won't know until I say it out loud. No, no, it's definitely stupid. Scratch that. Don't listen to me. And then you have one text from Adam that you got later in the day on Sunday. And it says, hey, dot, 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 uh, dot, dot, dot. Kush won't answer my texts. Do you think you could help me out? I probably would have been asleep during all of these. Um, I think I typed something up to Natalie and then deleted it all and just left her on red. <laughs> I said to Sam, just something along the lines of like, hell no, we were making a game. I'm so serious about this. To Adam, I'll say, kind of lost that contact. And we come back to the moment in the hallway. Grab the both of them. <sighs> I haven't I haven't seen any of them, but I'm sure well if you need to see them, we're gonna be in homeroom in like five minutes. I don't think I'm gonna go. Go where? To homeroom. What? Today. Why not? So awkward and like man, so many people hate me right now. You're like in the school right now. We all can see you. How are you just not gonna be in homeroom? Just gonna leave. I'm gonna leave school. I'm gonna ditch. Why would you you already you're already here. You gotta save those absences for something else. Like, like if you jump off of a stage and smash your nose into the ground. Yeah, you look pretty badass, by the way. <laughs> Looks cool. They kind of blush a little bit. I don't know. I just, I, I, uh, homeroom's going to be real awkward. Maybe I'll just go to the nurse. You feeling sick? Oh, super, super sick. Like, I'm going to throw up. Do you want me to walk you? Do you need a buddy? Sam, go to homeroom. I'll be there in a second. Ah. Uh. I see, I see, I see how it is. Just tell them that I'm taking Sawyer to the nurse because he looked like he was going to barf. They narrow their eyes. Okay, but when we... Sawyer, when we start coming up with ideas, I don't want you to be hidey hidey's that from me, okay? I oh, got I a won't. good one to tell you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear it. Maybe just... Okay. It's not the one I texted you about because... Yeah, you brainstormed. Yes. Okay. I'm watching you. Are they okay? They're fine. They're just Sam. Yeah, I'm not going to homeroom. Mm-mm. Nope. You're so weird. You should go the, to the nurse, though. Y you look like you're gonna pass out, or like puke on your shoes, or like both. Yeah, I um. I also just feel like super in a daze right now. Like I'm just, my pits are sweating and it's cold. I feel like I'm not even really like. I feel like I'm talking to you, but I'm not even really talking to you. And like, did you did you sleep at all? What, like I when I messaged you, like you were like answered really really quickly i thought you'd be out cold you're not i i like squint at sawyer you're not drinking are you no um i just don't do well when people don't like me oh. it freaks me out so ivy comes up the steps and 
It's like she's in slow-mo. Like the morning sun is streaming in and like backlights her hair. She has this freshly fed glow about her. Every hair is in place. Her little like plaid mini skirt is shorter than ever. She's got the socks and the eyeliner as always. On her arm is Natalie. Ivy, when you got back to your house, you finally got your phone back. You had some texts from Natalie. What did they say? They said, I know we haven't really talked, but I know these dinners stress you out, so dot dot dot. I guess I'm just thinking about you, hope everything goes okay. And then a typed, not an emoji, but a typed out smiley face. And then later that evening, also dot dot dot, I really miss you. You got a text from Alina during the dinner as well. Bitch, if you need to decompress from family dinner, call me. Would love to not hang out with my parents anymore today. Love ya! Exclamation mark. So first, I respond to Alina, and I say, Not tonight, RIP, but let's totally hang out on Monday, question mark. Heart, heart, heart. Um, I miss you so much, bitch. And then I text Natalie back. And I say, hey baby, I miss you so much too. Typed out frowny face. Do you wanna come over tonight? Tonight as in Sunday night, LOL. I know it's super late. Thank you for thinking about me, XOXO. And then Ivy does not sleep the whole night. You don't get a text back until about 9 a.m. the next morning. And it says, yeah, that'd be nice. I immediately see the text. Ivy never has her sound on, but just like can kind of sense when it goes off from like the little light up. But she doesn't respond for about an hour. And then eventually she says, come over at seven with a little kissy emoji. She hearts it and says, okay, I'll see you soon. I heart that. And then instead of going downstairs, I open my curtains and I like look out into the yard. Do I see anyone? You do not. The yard is lit by sunlight. The birds are chirping and um, Kai is nowhere to be seen. I open my window and Anyway, and pop the screen and climb out onto the highest point of the roof and just sit in the morning. So Ivy's walking in with Natalie on her arm. As she passes Sawyer and Caleb, you guys just get a waft of the combination of two girls' perfume. And I'm, I whisper in Natalie's ear and she giggles like right as we pass you guys. But as we are a few steps ahead of you, I do glance over my shoulder at both of you and make eye contact with each of you before looking back and heading towards homeroom. Sawyer would have been looking so but anywhere that's not Ivy. Caleb, after everything happened, was so out of it that he didn't really realize why you ran away still. So whenever you walk by, like whenever he sees you, he says, Ivy, I Ivy, are you? And then as you like walk by us and you just give like the little, like a little look and keep walking, I go, oh, I Ivy? And I just kind of stare confused, mouth a little open. It's like, Caleb's a nerd. He's used to getting like picked on and bullied and all of these other things, but there's something about how past 
impressive it was that he's not as used to. So he just kind of watches you go, a little confused, really hurt. I look over at Sawyer. What What was that? That's what I'm talking about. That's why I've gone all, you know, John Wick today. I'm going to like lean in a little bit closer to Sawyer. Did something happen with, with, with Ivy, with you, with, I mean, like, I know what happened. I mean, I, I kind of like really know. It felt crazy, by the way. That was that was weird. I wasn't ready for that. I am confused about what you know and what you think you know. I'm also confused about what I know and what I think I know. There was a thing in my backyard last night. I have a oh, lot of yeah. questions about a lot of things and, like, no answers to any of them. I'll start- we'll start walking to the nurse's office as we continue to talk. Yeah, hmm. When you were getting bit- And I'm just, like, looking around while we're walking. There are people, but they're not necessarily paying attention to you. I don't know if I just a rock. What? I threw a sharp stone at her head. What? To get her off of you. Why would you do that? Because- because she was- she was doing what she was doing. She was- she- wait, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. You, you, and Adam, both of you, she's done that before. I know, but- did you throw a rock at her head then, too? I tried to throw a stick once. Why would you do that? This time was different. It, Why? With everything that was going on, with what was happening with you, with Ivy, I mean, I didn't, Ivy, Ivy was dry. She was completely dry. She had not sucked in a while. Oh my god, she's totally sucked in a while. Are you kidding? Have you seen her? Do you know how she acts around? I mean, like, good for her, but like, it's also- like the Grand Canyon. Wait, are we talking about the same thing still? Yeah, we're talking about her- I point to my- the fangs. Oh, that's- that's- Okay, that, that, that makes more sense, you know? Yeah, what were you talking about? So anyways, um... But she was desperate, and I didn't know how much she was gonna feed, or, or what... She was gonna stop, though. I told her to stop, and she started to come out of it. She totally was coming out of it. I saw something different. Look, I was kinda, I was, I was a little, like, in between there for a minute, for, like, a number of reasons, but, like, the, the, the main one being, like, iron deficiency. But, like, I was fine. I, I had it under control. Nobody was under control, and nobody is still. He looks like he's about to, like, cut in and say something thing and then pauses and like stares at his feet while both of them are walking and shoves his hands into the pockets of his hoodie. Okay, maybe maybe you're a little right. I just did what I thought I had to do and I always do that and I don't do it because I don't like Ivy. I fucking, I love Ivy, but I always do it and I think that I don't do it the way that she needs and it goes wrong every time she gets mad at me. Have you ever like rolls his eyes up and closes them, blinks a few times? Please don't take this to be like con descending. Have you ever talked to her about it? Talked to her about what? That you love her unconditionally. Have you ever told her that before? No, why would I? She knows that. I don't need to tell her that. Dude, it's like, I just like- You threw a rock at her head and she's pissed. I don't think she's thinking about like the little subtle cues that you make. If you just tell her, I mean, maybe not right now. She seems kind of- That's the problem though, is every time I feel like I need to talk to her, she's like- it's like if I say one thing wrong, then I ruin everything. You don't ruin everything, Sawyer. That's like statistically impossible. That's actually, that's actually helpful to know. Sam taught me that. It helps keep some of the not so good thoughts out of my head. Sam's a logical thinker, huh? Super. I mean, like, Sam's kind of like all over the place, but solid noggin. It was more solid maybe like a month ago. What if like- The bell rings to start the day. Oh, sh- What, what if like, uh- 
What if you helped me, like, rehearse? Like, if I tried to say what I should say, and then you just tell me, like, that's bad. Like, don't say it like that. Or, like, that that works. I mean, yeah, I can do that. If it's anywhere outside of school, though, I don't think your parents want me near you. Well, they don't have to know. They won't know. So, we're gonna, like, sneak out? Oh, yeah. Do you think your parents would rat on me? I mean, it's a hit or miss if they're home sometimes, but I don't know. We could go to Sam's? We could just go to the woods. Let's go to the woods. Yeah. All right, nurse's office. You guys pull up into the main administrative offices where the nurse's office is, and the secretary at the desk goes, the boys are gonna be late to class. I don't feel so good. Oh, well, he thinks he's gonna puke. Okay, well, right in there, and there's a trash can in the, in the nurse's office. Sawyer will, like, semi-rush forward, trying to sell it a little bit extra. And you are... Uh, the chaperone. Um, I'm gonna... I look at, like, Sawyer's retreating form. Ooh, go to homeroom. Yes, you are. Thank you. Bye, Sawyer. See ya. Ugh. I quickly, like, hustle back to class, because I still am a good student. You make it back to class in the midst of the morning announcements happening, and when they come to an end, Mr. Mashburn says, Katrina, I believe you have an announcement before we begin. And Katrina Griffiths stands up, brushes at her skirt, fidgets with a stack of cards in her hands, and a small, polite smile comes onto her face, and she says, Hi, everyone. So, I was thinking that while we have all grieved and mourned in our own way, it is vital to community healing to join together after a tragedy. And she begins passing these cards down the rows. So I thought we should hold a vigil in honor of Ryan. I got permission from the Athletic Association to use the football field on Wednesday night. Everyone in the school is invited. His parents are going to come and they might speak and it would be so wonderful for them them if they could see the support that we as a student body can offer their family during this sad time. And she waits for everyone to take a card and look at them. It's just an invitation detailing the time and place of the event and then she takes her seat. Ivy, I think in your inspection of this card, you turn it over and in quite small lettering at the bottom, but still legible, it says, vote Katrina Griffiths homecoming court. At first when Katrina brings this up, she kind of falls, her face falls a little bit. As she receives the card and like flips it over and sees that text, she can't help but tilt her chin up at Katrina at the front of the room. Oh, um, Katrina? Yes? I just wanted to let you know, I think you, um, I think you misprinted. I think you printed two things on the same pieces of paper. Um, you're like homecoming court advertisement um, announcement. I don't I don't think anyone here knew that you were even running, but it's on the same thing. Her face starts to heat up and get red. And I know that you would not ever use a tragedy of this magnitude as an advertisement for homecoming court. So I just wanted to let you know so that we can all, you know, just hold on to these so you don't spread more around the Actually, Ivy, for your information, instead of printing my homecoming cards, I thought this was more important. Sorry that I was recycling. Ivy flips her hair and like tucks one of her shoes up on the back of Natalie's chair. Says, oh yeah, sure. I just wanted to make sure you were aware. I think I want you to 
roll to shut someone down? I got a nine. They lose a string on you. If they have no strings on you, you get one on them. They get a condition or you take one forward to your next roll. But because of your roll, there will be a reaction to you and they also give you a condition. Ivy, after she says that to Katrina, she says, oh no, babe, I know you were recycling. There's no way you would be so tacky as to advertise yourself on the back of Ryan's memorial invite. She loses her composure a little bit at that. Well, Ivy, thanks for proving what we all knew that you're a spiteful bitch. And Mr. Mashburn says, ladies, ladies, both of you settle down. Take your seat, Katrina. That's gonna get you a detention. Ivy just laughs, like quietly. Not enough to get her in more trouble with Mashburn, but enough that Katrina can see it and it really does not bother her. That is not the first or last time that Ivy has been called a spiteful bitch. As she sits down, Ivy just takes her ballpoint pen and like twists it in the back of Natalie's hair a little bit. At the end of class, as everybody's leaving the room, you hear Katrina leaning over Mr. Mashburn's desk, imploring him to not give her a detention because it will mar her record. Sawyer. Yeah, I'm just trying to stall until homeroom is over. She gives you some tums and is like, maybe, maybe don't eat so immediately after you wake up because that does it to me sometimes. Oh. Oh yeah, you know, I had a bunch of yogurt and then, do I hear the bell? <laughs> yeah, the bell goes up. Anyways, I think I'm feeling a lot better. I'll take these Tums, cherry flavored, and then um, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll come back if I need more. You guys make it through your morning classes and the lunch bell rings. We're kicking it in the art room. I am fiddling around on my phone, trying to like zoom in on the weird creepy picture and like trying to see if I can like focus it and like messing around with like the little camera functions and stuff like that, trying to see if I can like, like enhance, enhance. Like <laughs> it's just, it's not working. It's just blowing the image out more. Damon was just like popping grapes in his mouth. And eventually after a few minutes of you doing that goes, Caleb, you're being rather antisocial today. What? What are you doing? It's none of your bits. Actually, wait, do you, do you know how to like enhance images on, on phones, like like really grainy quality images. Do you know how to make them? He looks at Pharaoh, the kid next to him, and is like, do I know how to? Caleb, you're talking to the conspiracy theory expert. Of course I know how to enhance an image. I think for all of like 0.3 seconds, and I'm shoving my phone at Damien. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Can I send this to myself so I can get it on my laptop? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Sends the photo to himself, gives you your phone back, opens up his laptop, just type in keys, type in keys. You should like like, before you take a picture like this in the future, though, like, make sure you change the settings on your phone to get the picture, because that'll just make this a lot easier afterwards. Okay, well, it was late. I woke up in the middle of the night. My cat was freaking out, looking out my window. I looked outside, and there was, like, a thing out there that shouldn't have been there, and I kind of, I just, I had the forethought to turn the flash off, because I didn't want it to, like, know that I saw it, but I think it knew. Um... His attention is pulled away away from the computer as you start describing this and he goes Caleb are you talking to me about aliens no because I no. think you have you seen my video about it I think for a minute and I remember him sending me a video and then like replying to it and be like wow exclamation point I didn't watch it so if you you got it you should watch it again though because like in this video I oh, man there's some freaky shit in this town man I know that there has been many a sighting of something that could indicate aliens so if you're to come in here and tell 
telling me that you saw something late at night in the dark in your yard that didn't belong there first thought aliens i mean it could have also been like like a bear but not not this one because it was like like the shape wasn't and if it was a bear i, I would know that it was a bear weird shape that's not an animal alien it's not an alien how do you know caleb how do you know did you go well, how do talk you know to it's it? not something else there's other stuff that isn't aliens well i know but i'm sure it wasn't bigfoot in your front yard so well, how can you be so sure it wasn't Bigfoot? because you just said it didn't look like a bear and like bigfoot kind of looks like a bear i'm gonna prove to you this is an alien okay i'm gonna prove it and then gets back to um hitting the keys real hard i'm kind of like looking over his shoulder to see what exactly he's doing to make it look more picture and less blob it looks like a lot of trial and error like flipping through settings and scrolling things to see what it does to the photo and eventually he goes okay like usually it's not this difficult do you just take a picture of a shadow no i thought you were the expert at this well it looks like it's a shadow well it kind of looks like a shadow but like it was like person sized and person shaped but also a shadow also it like kind of like evaporated is this the only time you've ever seen this yeah you're sure i think really hard there was this one time like a couple years ago that i thought that something was like watching me like whenever i was sleeping but like i thought that it just was me making stuff up sandman okay sandman wait how do you go from aliens to sandman watching you your sleep. Are you gonna tell me that it was the tooth fairy outside next? The Easter bunny? It's not like this Sandman like the this in the song, Caleb. It's like a creepy folklore. What what does it do? Watches you in your sleep and then gives you nightmares. This doesn't really sound like the Sandman after all now that I say it out loud. Wait, it gives you nightmares? Yeah. I mean, I don't really remember what I was dreaming, but I was freaked out whenever I woke up, but that was more just because like there was a thing in my yard, but Yeah, no, like usually you wouldn't know it was the Sandman because you're asleep, so that's how Sam gets away with it all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, sorry I couldn't help anymore. This was just a really bad photo that you presented. I'll get better at it then if this thing comes to find me again and doesn't kill me next time. Thanks for trying. You're welcome. The door into the art room is like busted open and there's this like harried looking individual, backpack slung over one shoulder, breathing heavy as if they had just ran up the stairs, which they probably did. And you just hear Caleb and their fingers are just pointing around vaguely until they land on you. Yes, Caleb, there you are. And you know this kid, Eamon Bouchari. He's the layout editor of the Wyvern Weekly as well as doing the same job for the yearbook staff. And he says, hey, uh, you haven't gotten an assignment yet, right? No, I just kind of like just signed up. I so I don't really have that. Did I do something wrong? No, no, no. I've got like a massive calc test on Thursday. Can you cover for me at the vigil? Because I was supposed to take photos and they want to do like a commemoration page for Ryan at the end of the year. So they need some shots from that. Oh, well, I don't have a camera, so I don't know if I... You can just use this one. This is the one of the yearbook ones. Here, just use this one. Oh, right. Um, cool. Thank you. It's not until Wednesday. You got to couple days yeah sure I, I i got it i i totally thank thank you awesome cool you good totally okay yeah um thanks appreciate it big help i will debt you get full credit man full credit oh, okay okay thank 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 you um and he runs out of the room i just hold this camera awkwardly in my hands like i'm gonna break it it's nothing like super duper fancy it's probably a little bit bigger than what you're used to and has a case with it that has an extra lens in it i look over at sam that's pretty cool ah. and i like hold up like an awkward thumbs up he's like sam knows how excited i am about this but i don't know how to show it without geeking out too much and even though like the art room group that we have for lunch kind of knows that we're huge geeks there's still a semblance of like some level of like chill that i want to keep not doing well at it 
I don't think I've seen any of your photos in like a really long time. No, I, I mean, I haven't really done anything lately. I've been a little busy. It'll be cool to see photos. I don't know if it'll be cool to see photos of a vigil for a dead kid. The kid Pharaoh goes, I mean, I've seen photos of dead people. Not that big of a deal. Like, willingly? They look a little bit taken aback that they said this out loud. And they go, well, like, I'm not, I didn't go like looking for photos of dead people, but like, I've seen them. Like in a history book? Yep. So as much as the rest of us. Sounds about right. Okay. This is like, I think, probably the sixth like full sentence conversation that I've had with Pharaoh since I've met them. And every conversation we've had has sort of gone like this. I just give them a really awkward like thumbs up and like look down at my camera. Sam is bug-eyed and they're like, wait a second, are we gonna see Ryan Bishop's dead body at this vigil? Sam. Well, they just said. Sam, have you, have you ever been to a funeral before? Yeah. Then you've seen a dead person before. Yeah, but uh, I, I believe that well, Ryan Bishop was already buried, so I think it would be pretty striking for anybody to see his dead body at this vigil. Well, I don't know if like he kind of got like really, really screwed up. Like he. But they had the funeral, so he's in the ground, and if I were to see his dead body at the vigil, I think I would be pretty afraid of it. Right, they'd have to unearth it. Or he's a zombie. That's not real. No, but like, do you ever just like think about it? About zombies? Yeah. I mean, yes. Have you seen my comic book collection? Yes. Exactly. Okay. I was just but checking. not like real life. Like that's just like a comic book. But like it doesn't just scare you a little bit. Like what if? No, there are scarier things in the world. My uncle used to play this game with me a lot. He would often be like, hey, Sam, come here. And I would trot on over and he would be like, Sam, what if you got locked in your closet and your parents thought you were at school, but you were stuck in there for seven days? And I was like, I would die because I would starve. And then he would be like, hey, Sam, come here. And I would come on over and he'd be like, Sam, what if you decided to drive your car on the highway? I was eight years old. And I said, well, I probably die because I don't know how to drive. And then, and then he said, hey, Sam, come here. And I came over and he said, what if you thought that the cleaning solution under the sink was the blue fizzy drink from the movie theater? And I said, why would I think that? And he said, it's a what if, it doesn't matter. There's no logic. And I was like, okay. Um, I would die because that's poisonous. So you ever think of like a what if? What if there's a zombie that comes out? Oh, I would die because it would eat my brains. Okay, okay. So if Sam, Sam, Sam. Yeah, what? Few things there. Mm -hmm. Few things. Okay, just gonna one by one, just kind of go through. I know I've said this like a lot. Your uncle's weird, like really weird, like weirder than most weird people are. Yeah, to be not perfectly honest, I'm not sure exactly how he's my uncle because I don't think he's my mom's brother and I don't think he's my dad's brother. But he's related to me somehow because my grandmother treats him like a kid, like her kid. Circling back around, you think about death like more than the average person and that's a little concerning. I don't know if that's true. I don't usually think about death. Well, like most hypothetical like situations like that for like little kids and stuff like that. Like I think if, especially like the car one, like what if you drove on the highway? They'd be like, oh, like I'm going to go to Burger King. I'm going to go, like I'm going to go to the park. I'm going to, I'm going to do all well, these I things. I I'm wouldn't even do... make it because I'd probably back into, or I'd probably like. Because you're thinking about death? No, no, no. But like, it's just like, if I got in a car as an eight year old, not knowing how to drive, I still know how to drive by the way. But if I got in a car as an eight year old, having no idea how to drive, I wouldn't know how to fix the seat so I could see out of 
the windshield. I probably couldn't really reach the pedal, so I'm gonna be like slouched trying to hit one. I know that I, I'm gonna hit it with all my might because I don't really have control, like that much control over my muscle movements. And so I'm just gonna like smash it, and it's probably gonna be the wrong one. Or if I hit the brake, I'm gonna be like, oh, that's not it, and I'm gonna hit the, the gas, and then I probably don't know how to change the gear really, so it's gonna just go straight through the wall. So I probably wouldn't even make it to the highway. Naya looks up from where she has been drawing in a notebook and says, he's got a point. Yeah. And it's also not a bad thing to think about death. It's, it's, not, it's not bad. It's just like a, like a bit of a focus on it, maybe. Okay, fine. Then somebody else give me a hypothetical situation and it won't be about death. Purely hypothetical situation. It's got to be a what if. You got to do what if. What if? Okay. What if we, what if I signed you up for homecoming court? What if that? What would you do? Well, I think if you signed me up for homecoming court, nobody would vote for me. Possibly could make fun of me. I would become socially ostracized and then I would leave the school. Resulting in a deep depression, which might lead to something worse. But I'm not going to say it because you said I wasn't allowed to. There it is. Okay. I do see how I cycle. I do see now. Because I could have stayed just with the social ostracization. I could have stopped there. But I didn't. I kept going. Still still a what if. We could like rebrand you. Like I mean. And I like look down at the camera that I'm holding. I know like my first big thing. The scoop is supposed to be like this vigil thing. But like I can do other stories too. We could talk about how you recovered from like a concussion after getting super beat up. And this would like involve a photo shoot? Yeah, we could do a photo shoot. I've never done a photo shoot, that'd be so much fun. I've never done a photo shoot like that before. Hey, do you think if we did a photo shoot, I could, I don't, I don't think I have her number. Do you think if we did a photo shoot, you could text Ivy and then she could like do my makeup? Uh, well. I guess we haven't really talked since the party, but we had a good time but I guess we're not really friends. So that might be a weird question to ask her. No, no, Ivy is, I think she's kind of going through something right now. At that moment, she comes into the art room and she goes, Naya, hey, I have been looking everywhere for you. H hi. She like walks right up to Naya's table and like leans fully onto the table. Naya kind of moves her like, puts her hands on her notebook and kind of like moves it back and she kind of leans back a little bit. Um, Ivy like kind of tilts her head to one side and she's like, I have been meaning to apologize actually for oh. the way that, you know. You left two weeks ago and then kind of pivot, you know, ignored my existence, yeah. Yeah, it was really not cool of me. Um, but you know, a lot of- But that's kind of like the MO. Who told you that? Well, it just feels like that's what we do. Well, can we stop doing that and hang out tonight? Uh, yeah, I don't think I have anything going on tonight. Cool. Um, great. I will text you. Okay. Great. Um, yeah, see you later. Yeah, okay. I'll wait on your text. Please do. Hi, Sam. Ivy, I was literally just talking about you. Really? Yeah, because Caleb's gonna do a photo shoot for me, and I thought you could do my makeup. Ivy glances over at Caleb and her smile like falters for just a second. But when she turns back to Sam, it is 
bright again. She says, yeah, um, I don't see why not. I am a little busy this week, but Sam, you, you give me a call, okay? Um, I don't, they fumble in their pocket. I don't have your number. And they hold their phone out to you. Um, sure. And Ivy quickly inputs her number. Ivy with like a green heart next to it. Uh, cool. All right, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. You leave the room and you hear Sam go, doesn't she somehow look like she's always glowing? As you go to leave the room, Caleb kind of like straightens up like he's about to say something. He goes, ah, ah, then looks back at Sam. Yeah, she does have that way about her. Um, can you, um, can, just watch this. I'm going to put the camera down on the table and then like awkwardly fumble out of my seat and see if I can follow Ivy into the hallway. Hey, hey, Ivy. You just hear like, a two girls giggling around the corner. I take a step forward and then there's that like gnawing terrible feeling that I'm still not used to because I'm used to people being aggressive toward me and not passive aggressive toward me and it clenches up something in my stomach that roots its way up into my chest and I just feel cold and hot at the same time and I falter a little bit and I go, never mind. Just before Caleb gets back into the art room, like you're reaching for the door, you hear, Psst! Hey! I'm like in my own fucking head right now, like so deep and so down and all these other things. And I'm reaching for the door handle and I hear this and I just go, <sighs> I look up at the ceiling. I know it has to be Sawyer. It's It has to be Sawyer. How ridiculous he is. The like absurdity of just everything that he is. And, like getting my heart kind of crushed seconds ago. I turn around. He's like behind the skinny lockers at the end where you can definitely see like his feet sticking out from under, but his head is just leaning up against the wall and peeking out. Caleb's face scrunches up a little bit and he bites his bottom lip and like looks up at the ceiling again. And there's just this overwhelming fondness. And he shakes his head out, like walks over blatantly, doesn't try to like be sneaky. Hey, uh, is she gone? Hey, oh, she's, I look over my shoulder back to Sawyer. She doesn't matter. You're okay, you went to the nurse and everything. Oh yeah, she gave me some Tums. They tasted good. Ew. You don't like it? No, it's like chalky and gritty on your teeth. Yeah, I kind of like the chalky, the chalky candies. Like, you know, when you go to like one of those old school, what are we talking about? I was following Ivy around because I think I was thinking like, man, I should probably like, keep eyes on her so that if I, because I feel like I'd freak out if I lost eyes on her. But now I think I was thinking about something. What were you thinking about? What am I doing? Why am I worried about Ivy? Why am I worried? We have to find Sarah. Yeah. Why are we even in school? We're sophomores? I feel like we gotta be on the hunt. We gotta be like, get our magnifying glass, sis, and, 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 and do what it takes, you know? Go, go to the depths that people haven't seen, you know? Sawyer, I, I like cross my arms over my chest and reach up on my hands to kind of like pinch between my brow. Supposedly, my parents have known that she's been missing for months and they haven't been able to track her down. And I don't want to say that maybe we have our shit together more than my parents do, but how are we supposed to find her? Well, I was thinking a couple things. I was thinking, um, I know it's probably been searched a dozen times over and things are changed since that night, but maybe we should go to where Ryan was killed and just look for something that like only we would know about, you know? And then after that, we can 
I think there are a few people we need to talk to, but... Who? We might need to talk to Adam. We might need to talk to Ivy. Might need to talk to Big D and Lil D. I think Adam's screwed up. He's really screwed up, and I am less pissed off with him a little bit than before I knew why he was screwed up. But he's still, like, not in his right mind when he's able to be him. And I don't know how much information he can give us. Ivy is doing something that I guess she's always done and I just never noticed because it was never directed at me. And Duncans, you think they want to look at me right now? I don't know what else to do if it's just us. Well, we can go to the scene of the crime, see what we can dig up. Does your aunt have like... I don't know, like a safe or something? Something where she keeps like, I don't know, like my parents have a safe and they keep all their money and tax records and stuff, but like, would she have something where she keeps her secrets? How much do you know about my Aunt Sarah? Really not that much. I like look around and I'm gonna grab onto like the side of like your arm and kind of shuffle you so that we're going into a more like secluded hallway. I think that you could probably find like a doorway to a classroom that's not being used where there's like a little bit of an alcove between the hallway and the door. I'm gonna cross my arms and kind of like lean against the doorway but like cant my head forward a little bit, trying to be, keep my voice low. My Aunt Sarah, she, she's great, okay? Like the fun aunt. She would take me and Adam to movies and concerts, plays, it's really artsy. She really liked that kind of stuff. And whenever I started to like that kind of stuff too, she was really supportive of it. And it was cool. Cause I mean, like my parents were really into Adam with the, his sports and his life and his whatever. It was, it was nice. Okay. She struggled though. Um, I remember she had this partner when I was really young and I think something bad happened between them. I don't, my parents never talked about it again. It was just, we just didn't talk about it much. She always would come to my dad and ask for money, some other things. I mean, like my family has land, they have property, they have stuff, but they're not like your family or like Ivy's family with that. It would get a little tough sometimes. I would hear my parents when they thought I was asleep. They would talk about Sarah like she, like she was a kid sometimes, even though she was, I mean, her and my dad were twins. They were like the same age. They were, it's not like she was a child, but he worried about her a lot. When we got older, she got a little more distant. I figured she was just doing her own thing. I mean, we were doing our own things. I was gone most of the time at school. She'd still write letters though. She'd wish me happy birthday. I haven't gotten one in a while. I don't know where she'd keep anything secret if she had it. Does that uh, answer your question? I sure hope she's okay. Yeah, I feel kind of bad that I didn't look into this sooner. I don't think that there's any way you really could have known. Bill, she's my Aunt Sarah. I love her. I don't like to think that she's the reason that this is going on. Well, and I'll put my hand on your, the outside of your shoulder. We just have to find her then. I think maybe we stop thinking about it like we're trying to find her and try to find maybe what she was following or investigating. Yeah, I mean, that stuff that we saw, the stuff with Adam and how it's connected, sort of, that couldn't have just, like, come up overnight. Even the matter of, like, a few months, that has to have been around. Maybe she was looking into it. I mean, she is the bearer. She does have some responsibility. I just don't think my parents think she does. What if she was like Sherlock and we're both like Watson? And Ivy can be Watson too, once she wants to be. We're picking up a little too many Watsons. It's like a one person. I know it's like one person, but... Like a solo situation. I don't really know any other detectives. But they have Moriarty, but he's like... He's the bad one, yeah. Like the Great Mouse Detective, the cartoon. I'm gonna lend you some books. 
think. There is an echoing of dings that go off coming out of classrooms, coming up from the courtyard, just bouncing off the linoleum. Ivy, you get a text from Naya. Ivy hears her phone go off, and without fully lifting her mouth from Natalie's neck, she takes her phone out of her purse and, like, reads it over Natalie's shoulder. Are you sure I'm the one you want to come over tonight? She, like, breaks away from Natalie's skin just long enough to be like, fuck. Underneath the text is a link to a TikTok. She pulls away from Natalie. Hey, um, sorry, I have to, I have to pee. Oh, um, Natalie's face is flushed and she like almost can't meet your eyes. And she says, uh, yeah, um, I'll just wait here. Great, be right back. And she kind of like twirls her skirt as she leaves. And then as soon as she's out of Natalie's sight, she kind of like drops more into herself. Like the smile immediately disappears and even her gait changes a little bit as she rushes to the bathroom. She immediately locks herself in a stall and opens the TikTok. Sam peeks their head out of the art room door and just goes, Caleb, Caleb, where are you? I hear their voice echoing down the hallway after, I'm assuming like we've probably stepped out of this classroom a little bit, like from all of the ding, 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 like everything going off at once, being like, what is going on? What? Caleb, Caleb, and they have their phone shunted out of their hand to point it towards you. So wait, we're, we're, we can talk about this later. I, okay. I gotta go. Um, I'll see you after school. Yeah, sure, right. I'll text you. Hi, Sam. Bye, Sawyer. Puts up a binder over his face and just walks forward down the hall. As you come closer, Sam goes, Caleb, did you know about this? And on the screen is a pause TikTok video. I restart it. Sawyer, your phone goes mm. off. Mm. It's a text message from Natalie that says, Hey, dot, 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 um, just saw this. Thought you should know. And it's a linked TikTok video. I'm gonna throw up. Um click on it. So there have been a number of TikToks added to this account. At least once per day since the party has happened. There's been a few that have gotten big enough to reach like your periphery. There was one that was taken in a hallway. Adam shoving White Widow into the lockers. The voices in that video are too far away to be heard clearly, but you can hear the bang of the locker as she hits it. And the caption to that one read, Oh, how the mighty have fallen so low. Addiction isn't a joke, but Adam Moore sure is. There's another one that was taken from around the corner of a row of lockers in a locker room and Joe Batista sitting on a bench folded into himself sniffling crying and the caption of that one read poor Joe Ryan's dead now so everyone had to move on from your dead dad and then this one that you all press and listen to the exterior of Blackthorn Manor the sun starting to set cars parked on both sides of the street. Two individuals outside. Clear as day, Ivy Duncan and Adam Moore. Clear as day that they are kissing. And more than clear that Ivy initiated it. And the caption under this video reads, well, this will make for a very interesting love triangle. Or is it a square? Or a pentagram? So sorry, pentagon. That's the word. There's more than a few names that come to mind who may not be very happy about this reunion. The day before, coming down from hooking up with Kai, all of the bullshit that happened with your families, and you text Natalie in that morning to come over, and she agrees. So the doorbell rings, 
the chime sounding throughout Blackthorn Manor. Ivy is in disarray, but this is purposeful. She doesn't allow anyone to see her without eyeliner, without a fit, unless she really wants them to. So she's in her version of disarray, which is still like a matching pajama set, and her hair is still brushed. She still looks good, but she opens the door and she just goes, hey. Natalie's standing at the door, hands clasped in front of her, not really dressed up in any way. She just has on like shorts and a unfitted t-shirt and she kind of reflects your energy and she says, hey. God, last night was really rough. Um, I don't know if you and Sawyer maybe talked about it. No, he's not like the best texter. No. He's not. Um, well, do you want to come in and I can we can talk? She kind of just looks behind her. There's not anything there. It just feels like a nervous tick of sorts and uh, follows you through the front door. Feels like it's been a long time since I've been here. Yeah, that's that's my fault. Ivy like reaches back and kind of takes Natalie's hand as they go up the steps. I really, I'm really sorry I freaked out last time. Yeah, um, it was a little abrupt. I felt like um, something happened that we probably should have talked about and then you just kicked me out. Ivy leads Natalie like into her room and kind of sits on the edge of her bed and pats the spot next to her. She sits down and swings her feet a little bit. You're right. We, we should have talked about it. It's just, you know, hooking up with your best friend. It always gets really complicated and... That's, um, that's not necessarily the bit that I thought we should talk about. Ivy kind of like sharply whips her head towards Natalie. Wait, what What are you talking about? Um, well I did send you that text at the party and I thought maybe that made it clear, but um, she makes this weird half smile and just taps her incisor. Ivy like her eyes just go wide. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, you might have to be more specific. What exactly are you talking about? Well, uh, that day that we were hooking up and, um, whew, I've only like said it out loud one time before. It's very weird to talk about because it seems absolutely insane to say and, um, truly, truly just something that nobody will believe. Um, but you bit me and drank my blood because I'm not going to say the word. Her lips are like trembling a little bit or her chin is trembling a little bit because that would again be a kind of crazy but then you kicked me out so I thought that maybe that wasn't supposed to happen but you also at the party bit Sawyer. It's all just been very confusing and you wouldn't talk about it and I thought maybe it was like a secret that we had and then I found out it wasn't a secret and I don't even really know what it is. The whole time that Natalie is talking about this Ivy is just like completely still like inhumanly still. She kind of like like, reaches up the edges of her hearing to see if her dads are in the house. Are they? I think that you would be able to hear just like not talking or anything, but like movements from their bedroom and from downstairs in the front seating area. But they're they're still just like moving normally. Yeah, there it doesn't feel like they've heard this and are rushing to intervene in any way. So Ivy does that check for her dads and then she says, "Hey, um, will you get under the blankets with me?" Not like uh like when your kids like will make a little fort kind of thing. I, 
I know it sounds weird, but I just, I, I want, I think it'll help us to talk about this. Okay. She kicks her shoes off onto the floor and like slides up the bed. You like, Ivy lifts it up so that, lifts the blanket up so that they can crawl under and it's dark and quiet and Ivy gets like really close to Natalie so that their noses are almost touching. Natalie is the stillest that you have ever seen a human being be. She is so stiff and her hands are like curled up by her face and she's just like scratching incessantly at her skin with a nail. Ivy really gently like puts her hands over Natalie's to still them. I'm really sorry that I didn't know that you, it's not really like her to stutter this much around Natalie, but again, Ivy lets people see things in her if she needs them to. I just, it was just something I was dealing with and I wanted to keep you safe and not involved. I was pretty involved. Well, I was hoping you wouldn't remember. Her eyes blink up from when she was looking at her hands to look you in the eye and she says, that wasn't like the only time that's happened was it? No. Kinda had a weird feeling about that in the back of my head. I'm gonna ask you something, okay? And I want you to be really honest. Okay. Do you want it to happen again? Do you want us to happen again? Ivy, I think that I have kind of been in love with you for like two years, so yeah, um, I would, at this point I don't think it matters. And do I want that to happen again? It doesn't matter if I wanted if you did. And do I want the other thing to happen again? Yeah, yeah, a lot actually. Ivy, like, moves her hands from Natalie's and like puts one under her chin and she says okay but it does matter I I am asking you now so that's a yes would you not want to kiss me if I said I didn't want you to bite me anymore? Ivy kind of smiles. No, I'd I'd still want to kiss you. Can't, kind of can't believe you still want to kiss me after I bit you. <laughs> uh, they they say something about how you know love doesn't make sense or whatever. Um, that's where I'm at right now. I think. Okay, well, can I kiss you now? Can I answer you about the other thing later? Yeah, you can. I don't think you've ever seen Natalie take any kind of initiative in her entire life, but she kisses you. And and it is with a sloppy fervor <laughs> that you've never felt from her kissing you since you've always been the one in charge of it and kind of dictating how it went. And it's kind of off-putting, but I would say like endearing. Ivy like almost laughs because of that. Like not even, not in a making fun way, but like mostly in relief. <laughs> that this thing with Natalie went so much better than she could have imagined. And she knows that she can't let Natalie remember this before she leaves the house. But right now, she really wants to. She knows her dads would freak out if they knew that a human was just walking around with this knowledge. But as she starts to kind of like lay Natalie down to kiss her more deeply, she wonders if she can actually make this work. If she can have someone to feed on that's willing, that knows about it, it would make her feel a lot less bad if Natalie could know and like say yes every time. But even as she like starts to unbutton her pajamas, she knows that she can't. Natalie pulls away a little bit and says, I don't know if I've said this before, I might have, but I like knowing what it feels like to kiss you. Ivy decides she's gonna let her remember that. You are outside the door to the classroom that Natalie is in. Having just seen this TikTok of you kissing Adam outside of your house, you can see through the window in the door, Natalie sitting on the desk where you left her, staring at her phone. Ivy 
watches Natalie's face and knows that she's watching that TikTok. The sound matches. She slowly, like, opens the door to the classroom and, like, just walks up to her without really saying anything. Just stands really close to her. The video plays through, like, two or three more times as you stand there before she turns her phone off. And she swallows, and she's just staring at the blank screen. It was a big mistake, and I know you don't really want to hear me say that, but I'm going to tell you that it was, and I shouldn't have done it for a million reasons. But also, it was before you texted me. It was before... I don't know what, what else I can say. I'm not under any delusion that you're in love with me, Ivy. I just was hoping you weren't still in love with him. Ivy flinches at that. That fucking cuts. And she can't even really look at Natalie when she says, Yeah, I was kind of hoping that too. Natalie looks up at you and she says, I feel like I just get whiplash every time. I just feel like our entire relationship has always just been whiplash. And I'm not, I wouldn't, I know you like Naya and you've hooked up with Naya. I, I know that too and that doesn't really bother me. But I would have been fine if you had said that. I mean, we're not even really like a thing thing, you know? We didn't really talk about that. It's been like 24 hours, Ivy. Natalie, can I ask you something? Yeah. Do you want to be in love with me? Or would you prefer not to be? Her eyebrows furrow as she looks at you. I don't think that's a choice unless you're implying what I think you're implying and I don't want that. I'll leave you alone if you want. That's not what I was asking for. I'm not even mad that you kissed him because we hadn't even talked yet. I just don't think I can do this if he's going to be in the picture too. Ivy considers Natalie and thinks back to when they met in like middle school and how she could barely get Natalie to say anything. How Ivy always spoke for her. How many times she's done this loop of beating and forgetting with Natalie. And to see her kind of take a stand against Ivy like this, in a way she's kind of proud of her, if it wasn't fucking up Ivy's life so deeply. Can I try hypnotic? So I got a 10. All right, well, um, you can describe what it is that you're wishing she does, and she's going to be none the wiser about it. Ivy looks at Natalie, at her freckles, her braids, her face. Natalie is so good to Ivy, and Ivy does not feel like she deserves it at all. But she knows someone who does. And so she looks deep into Natalie's eyes and says, The way you feel about me, I want you to feel that way about Sawyer. And she almost cries a little but hold steady with her gaze there's a moment where in the process of that she has reached out and has taken your hand and like squeezes it and you also feel her drop that and the physical connection lost I'm sorry that this TikTok got out. I can't feel good. Yeah, um, it, it sucks. <laughs> sorry, I'm just, it's upsetting. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine. I'm actually, um, sorry. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, okay. Yeah, but I'll, I'll see you at practice. I'll see you. Great. Okay, bye. Bye. And Ivy runs out of that room. The school day ends, though the drama does not, and you can hear the titters through the hall and the rumors and the gossip spreading about Adam and Ivy maybe getting back together. And you meet each other outside near the parking lot, 
it's a weird moment to see each other in that space and reconnect because you haven't gone to the same school in forever and the idea of hanging out with one another hadn't really been an option for a really long time and so you have chosen to spend the afternoon with each other even though it might be to talk about something not great it's kind of like a oh we used to do this all the time and with that memory i think it pulls you in the direction of the woods in the old creek that you haven't been to in a while well luckily i brought my bike today if you want to stand on the pegs. Um, I don't know if... Uh, he kind of, like, looks at the bike and then, like, looks at Sawyer. And it's, again, it's this weird moment that, like, Caleb is taller than you now. He kind of, like, scrunches up his face a little bit and goes, I mean this in the nicest way possible. Uh-huh. It's not gonna work. You can't do it. What do you mean? No, I've tricked out the whole bike. The shocks are crazy. The suspension's really good. Like, the pegs, they, they stick out pretty far. Like, you can fit your whole, your whole shoe on it. Sawyer, it's, um, it's not, it's, it's a great bike, um, it's really, um, I look down at the bike, and I nod a couple times, because, like, the bike that I own, and the bikes that my family own, are, like, the ones where you have to pedal backwards to stop. <laughs> this one, you can shift gears, there's, like, a brake for the front wheel and the back wheel. Yeah, this is, this is a lot for me to take in, so I just, like, nod, like, I ha- I own a bike like this, of course, because everyone owns a bike like this, and I go, it's really, uh, it's really, it's really cool, it's really awesome. No, it's not, it's not that, it's, um, I'm kind of, I think I'll make it too top heavy or back heavy. Bottom heavy, I'll fall off. Sawyer like <laughs> looks at the bike, looks at you, looks at the bike, looks at you, looks at the bike, looks up, goes, oh, and then hard cut to you riding the bike and me on the pegs <laughs> holding on to you. As we're riding too, it's just every once in a while, Sawyer, if I, if I, do I, do I change the gear Just hold now? that, just, do no, I, no, break the, I, yeah, change don't the gear. move, don't move. You're fucking move. it up, you're fucking it up. This is just a whole compilation of us trying to make our way wobbly towards the wood. That's the front wheel brake! Fuck! It takes you guys about, well, in this setup, maybe more like 20 minutes <laughs> to pedal out into the woods. It might have been faster if we had walked. <laughs> yeah, up the hill, through the mulch and the broken twigs, until you hear the trickle of the creek at the beginning, where it's pretty small. You can hear the water, and it's quiet, and it's just you guys. I almost crashed the bike whenever we make it. <sighs> I hop off. How about next time we just, we bring two bikes. Two bikes? Two bikes. Yep, two we're bikes. gonna plan this ahead of time next time. I don't know, unless you want to get like a basket for this or something, you can sit in the front. I'll sit in a basket? Yeah, in a little basket. That's why I got the pegs. But it's not, it's, it's really awkward. It's really, never mind. Yeah, two bikes next time. Two bikes. Okay. Out of curiosity, do you drop the bike or do you... I don't realize that there is a kickstand still this whole time, so I'm just holding the bike. And you can see that I'm, like, looking around frantically between the trees, like I'm going to lean the handle against a tree, but I'm afraid that I'm going to break the bike if I do that. So I'm just, like, holding it. Uh, Caleb, Caleb. And I'll just inch forward and grab the handlebars. There's a kickstand. There's a... uh, There's... Oh, oh. Yeah. That that makes sense. I'll lean it. <clears throat> so, um, let's go to the river over here. But I was going to text Ivy, um, not to, like, come here right now. But I don't know. They'll just, like, see if she was okay. But I thought maybe not because I, I need to have this first and then I'll text Ivy. Because if I just text, I don't know, like, you okay? Then maybe that's going to spiral into something totally unexpected. 
I mean, we knew. So it's not like this is shocking to us. And I'm sure that she's dealing with potential fallout. I mean, she kinda, she's Ivy. She's got people. And I think people know that she's got people. So it's not like it's, it's not like it's like she's cheating on anyone, but like my brother's a dick. The two of them, she's probably going through something right now. Maybe give it some time. Just let it cool off. Okay. How, how do I go about all of this? What do I say? Let's walk and talk. It'll make this less awkward and not as confrontational. I'll pick up a stick and just start swinging it against tall grass. I start walking us just like along, like following the creek. And it is like a weird, like nostalgic, like sort of familiar because like when we were kids, like we used to come here all the time. And even though there was that one memory that was like really impactful, like there were so many other times that were just here. And in passing, as we start walking, Caleb says, I don't think I've been back here since um, that one time. You know the one. Oh yeah, I know exactly the one. You haven't been back since that? No. Yeesh. Maybe we shouldn't... Is it okay to be here? It's fine. I'm fine. I'm not... I mean, it was I'm so long a... ago. I'm not a kid. I'm fine. Right. It's just totally fine. It's just a creek. I kind of, like, punctuate it by kicking a little stone bloop, into the water. Yeah. Um. Well, I came back a couple of times after. I also kind of come back here alone a lot. You do? Why? Yeah. There's, uh... And Sawyer kind of, like, scratches his face. Yeah, like, a lot of frogs and a lot of different animals and stuff. Of course. Did you ever find one of those... What was it? Like, a newt or something? There's a lot of newts. What was the thing that you wanted to find? That one time? Oh! Uh, an axolotl? Yeah. <laughs> I... No, I didn't find it. Oh. Sorry. No, um, that's actually kind of funny. Ivy found it. She did? When? It was pretty shortly after she came knocking. But, you know, that's, maybe then that's good. That's like a good transition. It's like a, it's like a segue, you know? Segue into Ivy being awesome. And that's like, now we just have to help uh, Ivy and me? You have to help me so that I can help Ivy. Yeah, so the part with Ivy being awesome, that's a great start. And like talking about all the things that she's done for you over the years. Like the axa, ax... Axolotl. Lotl. Axolotl. That thing. Sawyer's like trailing off like his eyesight's going down by the riverbank because you just hear like his, his head's just kind of dilling dallying back and forth looking at the bank i keep talking for a minute like trying to get through this do you want to walk closer to the water what do you want to walk closer to the water sure like we could like walk in the wade yeah yeah we can wait let me just take my shoes off hang on just let me sir's like got one shoe off already socks coming off anyways yeah sorry what with Ivy, you talk about like how she's giving and thoughtful and all those other nice things. You gotta kind of turn it into like a sandwich though. Just bear with me, okay? You gotta say those nice things and how you know that she's caring and stuff. And then you gotta segue into how it's been weird lately. She's been distant. Oh gosh. See, that's where I think it's gonna go really wrong. But then you round it out at the end and you tell her that you love her and that you know you can get through this. See, it's like a sandwich. Even thinking about that, like, I feel like that's gonna be weird to say between Ivy and I, like the whole I love you thing. I feel like it's gonna be uncomfortable. Like we don't really, we don't say that. Have you like looks up at the sky and like down like to where their feet are like half submerged in like this mucky, like silty creek water. Have you ever told anyone that you love them? Um, Your parents don't count. Your sister doesn't count. Does the axolotl count? No. Maybe like love you like type of thing, you know, but never 
Never with an I in front of it. Not even like an I love you dude. Like you can follow it up with something else. It doesn't have to be like this big rom-com. I love you bud. No, it's kind of just love ya. And then I'm, I'm on my way. Okay, 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 back up, just wait. I am going to walk off to the side. There is a big like overturned log from a tree that had fallen down. The roots of the tree are like all gnarled up on the side of it. It's almost like started to grow back into the earth. And I am going to hop up on the side of it, sit there and let my feet kick out. I say, okay, do it, hit me. Hit you? With words of affection, Sawyer. You gotta start somewhere, practice. That's what I'm here for, right? Like, like love you, but with an eye in front. I love you, pal. Okay, Mickey Mouse, try it again. I, I love you. Just cut out the heartburn again. Hey, I love you. That one was getting closer. You're getting there. I don't know, it just feels weird. It feels weird, like I feel like tense, and I feel like, ugh, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, I'm just like. What's something that makes you feel safe and like at peace with yourself? Um, hmm, Sawyer like gulps. Um, when I'm alone and I don't have to really worry about anyone else being there. But I usually find that when that happens, I'm kind of just reminiscing, you know? I'm like thinking back to like all those awesome times, like all the times at the creek, just like on our bikes and stuff. A lot of times with like us, and that's that makes me feel pretty calm. But just saying it, it makes me feel weird. How about this? Turn around. Sawyer will turn around. Okay, um, go ahead and Caleb's going to kind of like strain his neck from where he's sitting on this log. Just like, kneel down, start looking for a toad or something. I have literally had my eye on one the whole time, but I think I just lost a turn. God, around. of course you have. Okay. So I'll kneel down and start start motioning my hands through the water. I'm not here. It's just you and a toad, maybe. Just, I don't know. Don't think. Say it when it comes up. Sawyer kneels in that water, and there's like about a minute and a half of just silence of the creek. Still with the stick in his hand, though. Just kind of every now and then prodding into the mud. And then he throws the stick down the river. I'm so mad at Ivy all the time. She's She's got the cool parents. She's got all these friends. She's super confident. She's she's even a hundred times stronger and faster than me. She's always won, and I'm the loser. So sometimes I really fucking hate her. But then that's like only when she's not around. And then when I'm like with her, none of that's like the same. I don't feel any of that. I feel like I'm kind of cool when I'm with her. Like when when we're hanging out, like I'm somebody special or like something that really matters. And even if she yells at me or like ignores me, it's like I know that we're like that's just high school, you know? But in between all of that, it's like we love each other as much as we probably hate each other. But I don't think it's like really hate though. And I think lately, it's hard because I don't, what's the point of talking about it if that's just the way it is? But lately, it's kind of different because she feels um, like not her as much and I feel like not me as much and I don't want to go back to feeling like a loser. I don't know if you know Caleb but when you were gone I mean I, Ivy wasn't really there neither was Adam. I was second always. I think it always comes out wrong because it's selfish, what I want. This whole time, Caleb had just been sitting on the log, and every time that Sawyer would pause, he would tense a little bit, like he was about to interject, say something, but then bit his tongue, knowing that Sawyer just needed to let this out somewhere in a way that it felt like he could do so and be heard. But at the end, he can't hold that anymore. He slowly gets up off the log, sort of. There's like the rustling of like twigs and sticks, little tiny pebbles, leaves 
leaves that have fallen on the forest floor. His feet hit the water. There's that little splash. And then he's kneeling down next to Sawyer, kind of like looking into the muck next to him, close enough that he can lean into Sawyer and knock their shoulders together. There is one thing about being second place all the time. They'll never see us coming. Sawyer smiles and looks at you and lifts a toad out from under the water. (gasps) How long have you been holding that? I caught it as soon as I sat down. It it can breathe underwater, right? You weren't like suffocating it or something. I was I was kind of bopping it up and down. Oh, that that makes sense. I let the toad go. Can I tell you something? He kind of like hawks his head to the side. Yeah? You know, ever since you finally replied to one of my texts, I feel a lot less anxious when I'm around you too. It's not just being alone. Caleb opens his mouth and then closes it again because there is the very solid thought that he wants to say so badly. Everything that you felt with Ivy and with Adam is how I felt with you, and that's why I didn't reply. But he feels like he'll make it about himself then, and this is Sawyer's moment, so he just nods. I I don't feel anxious around you either. Sawyer kind of like half smiles like that sounded so anxious. As he's doing this too, he's like rubbing his hand on the back of his neck anxiously so is that what i say to ivy yep yep that that'll that'll do it that's good okay yeah look at look at you yeah you you did it yeah i'm gonna say it exactly like that and then go i love you bud right that too that you'll say to ivy yeah do you want to like um there's like some super cool trails where you can like jump i'll jump my bike have you ever done that yeah i've tried before but like that i don't have the same kind of setup that you do i don't want to ride your bike anymore please okay Mm. should we should we do like more serious stuff Caleb's eyes get wide when he says serious stuff. Sawyer's phone dings. I unzip the pocket in my pants from my waterproof shorts, and I stand up and take my phone out. There is a text from Natalie. Okay, I'll open that. It says, hey, um, don't know if you got my text over the weekend. Ivy said things were pretty rough, but we never really got into it. Checking in, wanted to see if you were maybe going to the vigil on Wednesday? Okay, I'm instantly stressed again, Caleb. Wait, what happened? Is it Ivy? Nah, we hadn't talked about this. We were going to, but then a bunch of shit happened. Like, end of our, like, existence type of stuff happening. Well, let's take a little, let's go back. Remember I talked to you about Natalie? Yes. I still don't know what to do about that, but she just texted me this text. I look at it. Am I supposed to, like, you know, like, get in with Natalie so that we can figure out what to do? Or should I just, like, ah, like, out of sight, out of mind, like, just ignore and then it'll go away? Well, she knows stuff about our stuff. I think you gotta kind of see what's going on there, how much she knows exactly, and if she can keep a secret or not. Because, I mean, I'm really not great at this still, but, like, at least... At least I know how important it is to keep this a secret. Does this need to be like an abduction situation? No, 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 please. That would make this so much worse, I think, actually. Caleb, as you're looking at that one text, you can see that she has sent other texts and the last one says, okay, well then, I guess maybe another time. Are you okay? Did something happen? Are you still coming? And then you you would have to scroll to see anymore. I don't know what to say. I tighten my jaw a little bit and go, have the two of you like 
I don't know. This might be invasive. This might be like... What? Have the two of you like been seeing each other? No. Like hooking up? Yeah. Or like on that road? No. No. She just like... She approached me one day and I told you that whole story. And then we've been kind of sort of texting, but then... Everything happened at the dinner, and then I've just been not responding. I I feel like a big friggin' jerk. You look like an ass, yeah. Yeah, I know. But I type up a message, and then it's like it's like a, it's like a novel. It's like so long, and then I just delete the whole thing. And then I'm like, ah, oh God, that's just so bad. It's more embarrassing if I send this novel, and then I'm like, ah, oh, I'll see her in person at some point. But then uh, I see her in person, and I run away. You're like really bad at this. Yeah. And then I'm going to, like, put my hand on his shoulder and, like, look him in the eyes and go, she's, like, really into you. Do you get that? Yeah. So if you wrote her a novel, I think she'd be into that, too? No, that's, like, weird. Like, people don't want... Ivy's told me people don't want that much text. Like, I have sent Ivy so much of those before, and she's like, I don't want to read, like, chapter after chapter. Just send it an individual text. I put my other hand on his other shoulder. Sawyer, is Ivy into you? No. No. Of course she wouldn't like that novel, okay? Natalie is... But I don't think I'm into Natalie. So then if I send a novel, then, like, is that giving up? Is that worse than just ghosting? No. Listen, some, there's a fine line between communication and no communication and what that means romantically. Caleb's going to cross his arms. Do you not think that I... Okay, you need to be clear with them. If you're not interested, then you're not interested. Just say that. It's not, it's not a big deal. It doesn't need to be a big deal. If you write a novel to do it, then you write a novel to do it. But at least you're fucking telling them. Don't just leave it in the air so that they find out one day on their own. Because I'll tell you what, what's worse, what's worse than a novel, what's worse than ghosting, is happening upon it, okay? Don't let that happen. I feel like I should hang out with her and then, like, let that just, like, come into the conversation. Because then I don't want to text it and be like, I don't like you, you know? And then it's like, well, that was out of nowhere, you know? I'll go to the vigil and we'll hang out and then I'll be like, friends on friend zone, friend zone. And then, like, we'll have a, maybe, like, talk about that. He shakes his head a little bit, like, looks off to the side. It's almost like that this openness that they had moments ago is getting clouded now by Caleb's own stuff. He kind of rolls his eyes. And yeah, who knows? You hang out with her, you might like her. Maybe. That just would make this all easier, wouldn't it? Uh, I guess. Yeah. So I guess I'll just say yes. Yeah, do it. So it's like... Looking at Caleb, like head down, eyes up, eyebrows raised, just like understanding there's some sort of tone that is that he's used to with Ivy. Yes, send. Well, that's over. Should we go, I don't know, go do something? Like what? I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of homework for today, so we could like, well, you don't want to do anything with the bike, so we could like, um, no, I don't smoke weed anymore. Um, hmm. I don't know, what do you like to do that's like outside your house? Go to the gas station? We could walk to the gas station and get some snacks. Yeah, let's go to the gas station. Wait, actually, there's... You've been back here, like, a lot. Did you ever find... I found something when I was here last. You wouldn't have happened to see it, would you? What was it? It was like a kind of like motions, like with his hand, like trying to describe it. It's like a coin thing. Uncrosses his arms and kind of scrubs at his face a little bit. I'm sorry. I, I'm not thinking right now. I'm not. There's too much. There's too much. And he like taps like his finger against like the center of his head, uh, like right above where the bridge of his nose is. There's just too much happening. Uh, It was 
like a, it was old and I could have sworn that I saw something really gross and gnarly that reminded me of the stuff that we saw with Adam the other day. That was the first time that I saw something like it and I was just, I don't know, if we can find it again, maybe it means something. You both hear a large crack as a twig breaks somewhere in the woods. Do other people usually come out here? Sorry, just shakes his head very slowly. I would like to take in a very deep breath and see if I can smell either something like ivy or something of that, like, now that I'm starting to dip into that more, like that supernatural kind of energy, or if it's just like a dumb kid that got lost. So I'll use heightened senses to see if I can gleam. That's a six. Minus one dark. Should I drop my location for Bast? And Sawyer's like smiling. Sorry. Why do you think Bast would want to help me? Just a little. All right. Let's go figure this out. You hear a voice and you hear, ah, Beauregard! And there's the crunching of like leaves and you see a figure kind of running through the trees, half bent over, chasing something. What, what, is, what is that? Is that, is that? Are they chasing an animal? I don't know. That's, this is weird, right? This is weird. Okay, should we hide, but then like follow? Maybe us watching is also like equally weird. No, but that's like, what? isn't it like our, our job now to like look at the weird stuff? I mean, we are the weird stuff. Get a mirror. Well, then let's go look at the other weird stuff. Fine, fine. Sawyer's moving across the creek. The individual doesn't go that far, and they scoop down and pick something up off the ground, and they're holding something in their hands and seemingly talking to it. And then they look over through the trees, and they kind of see you both like, and they reach a hand up as if they're going to wave, but they're waving a rat in the air. And they go, ah, hey. And you see Pharaoh from your lunch standing in the middle of the woods waving their rat. Hey, is it safe to shake the rat like that? Oh, it puts the rat in their pocket. Is that your rat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's their rat. Cool. Just taking him for a walk. Y- you take your rat for a walk? Yeah. Yeah, that was weird to ask. Like, they need exercise, too. I thought they had balls and, like, little wheels and stuff. Oh, that is- Do they have balls? No, 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 don't answer that. No, like like an exercise ball. Like you put it in the ball and it rolls around on the I think, floor. I think Pharaoh knew what we were talking about. Yeah, so I'm gonna go. Wait! What? I am actually curious now. Do, does your rat have like running materials at home? Uh, I mean, yeah, but Borgard doesn't use them because we go and walk and we chill in my pocket. You should get a harness. You should get a harness. I have one and it has bat wings. You should put it on Beauregard. That's so cool. Should we invite them to the gas station? Uh, hey, uh, Pharaoh, do you do you want to get a soda with us? They look away from the direction of where they seem to have been chasing the rat. They look back to you. I don't drink soda. Sorry, I don't drink soda. Well, they also just got Nerds Clusters. Those are new. Candy is also a no-go. Do you just want to, like, come hang? Um... What is Beauregard like? Does Would they want something? Rats don't eat candy. Crackers, yeah. Yeah, there's rats. They're like saltines. Sure. I will go do that with you. Okay, then come on. Come over here. Yeah, don't be weird about it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Okay. And they walk towards you. They have this, like, jacket on so that Beauregard can sit in the pocket. So did you just, like, find Beauregard? No, he's my pet. D- yeah, but you bought it from, like, a pet store? Or did you, like, find it and be like, that's mine now? If I had found a rat in the city and decided it was my pet, I would be dead. Why? Disease. They have, like, so many diseases, Sawyer. But can't you take it to the vet? You can go to a pet store. I guess. I guess then you kind of, like, saved the rat, right? Because don't most people buy 
the rats so that they can feed them to snakes? Not most. I didn't buy a dead rat. Oh, they buy dead ones. That's a little more humane. You're not you're not dealing with live prey then. Good thing I don't have a snake. So what you doing? Just hanging out, going on a walk? Yeah. Uh like I said, walking Beauregard. Like, do you guys just explore all around, or do you usually, like, take a walk no, around this way? No, I just, like, didn't really want to go back to the house yet, so. Oh, cool. Is, like, everything okay? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's just, like, I saw enough of Mr. Mashburn all day. I don't really need to see him at home, so. Wait, you live with Mr. Mashburn? Have you been living under a rock? No, my house is like, oh, um, well, I've been busy, um, kinda, lately. New kid, <sighs> moved to Wildmore a little bit before school started. My uncle is Mr. Mashburn. Oh, you know, that makes, that makes a lot of sense, actually. That makes a lot more sense now. So does that, like, really suck at school, or are you, like, kinda enjoying school? Um, no to the second question. Uh, but, I mean, everyone here doesn't really bother me, so... Like you, I guess, uh, probably most people don't even realize that he's my goal, so. I'm sorry if that was rude. I guess I was just surprised that, like, you of all people would not know what was going on. Me of all pe- Cause we eat lunch together? No, like, last name and all, I don't know. Seems important. Cool, so yeah, gas station adventure's gonna be fun. We'll show you. This is like your first gas station adventure. You guys really don't have anything to do here. Do you like riding bikes? No, there's nothing to there's do There's trails. Here. You can jump. It's not very fun. What else? What else do we do? you smoke weed? Do you smoke weed? I used to. I gave it up for now. Um, but yeah, like a lot of people out here smoking weed. That's what a lot of people do here. Just kind of, you kind of just pick a location and you go there and you smoke weed. That's about, that's about, yeah, that's about the Wildmore experience. Just like you pick a location and you go there and you get a snack? Yeah. Or like you pick a location and you walk your rat, you know? Touche. Well, come on. I'll, I'll buy you a snack if you want something. Do you, so you don't like candy? What do you like? Well, I thought we were getting Beauregard. Oh, we can, yeah. But if you want something, I can, it's on me. I'll think about it. Okay. You said gas station adventure? Yeah. They have meat sticks? I think they got a bunch. Wait, what's it? What's a meat? It's a meat stick. It's a stick of meat. Yeah, it's like a stick, a long stick. And like it's jerky? Meat. Yeah, kinda. Things are gross. It's like a distant relative. I would agree with that. Okay, anyways, fine. Um, yeah, sure, we'll go on a uh, gas station adventure, they air quotes. Hell yeah, and I'll raise my hand for a high five as I grab my bike. They look at it for a significantly awkward amount of time, and they seem very reticent to give you a high five. And then as if the social situation requires it, they tap your hand and quickly pull back. Sweet. Give myself a high five. You walk back towards Wildmore. After cheerleading practice, which isn't the most fun affair now, seeing as that every single one is still a reminder that Ryan is no longer there, you find a way to pretty much completely avoid Natalie at practice in the locker room and rush out of there to get home. And when you get home, it doesn't, you can't hear anybody, it doesn't look like anybody is currently there. The first thing I do when I get home is I text Natalie and I say, hey, um, can we push our hang? Till tomorrow. You get a text back almost immediately that says, Yeah, sure. I thought it was a little weird that you ditched after practice. Yeah, sorry. Just have a lot on my mind. I think Sawyer might be free though. The like typed out smiley face. After she sends that, she just like kind of takes a deep breath 
in reply to the first one, you get, you know I'm here if you want to talk. And then, well, like I said, he's a pretty bad texter. I'll tell you all about it soon. Just give it another shot with like lots of exclamation points and like a little pink heart. She likes the first message. I'm still in my cheerleading uniform. Kind of like look at myself in the mirror and just say, don't cry, don't cry. Okay. And then she goes to text Alina, says, I just have to shower real quick. Then you can come over. Heart with the little stars. Sounds good. I have to just um, stop by the pharmacy real quick and I'll be right over. I'll heart that and then hop in and take a shower. By the time you finish getting out of the shower, you get a text from Alina that just says here. Ivy is just like combing through her wet hair and... When it's wet, it looks so dark, it's like almost black. And she realizes that she looks a little scary, which is good. She puts on a more casual outfit and gets Alina and brings her back up to her room. God, it feels like it's been forever since we just hung out. I know. I know. It really, it shouldn't have been this long. I re- it's That's my fault. I've been really caught up. No, I mean, like, party happened and <laughs> kind of saw it happen. and Yeah, the party was... It's just been a lot. It's just been a lot. It's been really intense. I mean, you you follow like the that TikTok account? Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I can't imagine if something that horrible. I mean, obviously I haven't been immune. That video of me and Adam that really fucked me up. Yeah, that was a that was a surprise I think for uh, everybody. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that it got out, but I'm not really, I don't think anyone was that surprised that it happened. I mean, that conversation we had on like the first day of school when you were like, I'm definitely not getting back with him. So I was a little surprised, I think. (laughs) I mean, you're totally right. Ivy's eyes are just like so fucking sharp right now. Annalena. You're so right. I I was just trying to convince myself that I wasn't into him anymore and that he wasn't, you know, like so into me. But every time we're around each other, it's just like insane, you know? It's so intense and like deep and there's all this history, you know? She pivots on the bed, like pulling her feet kind of up underneath her. I mean, I don't think I know. I mean, you know that we've been best friends since we were children, our whole lives basically, and I mean, we dated for a while. I just think we're kind of soulmates in a way, you know? I mean, Ivy, you know like the one guy I kissed how many years ago, so... Yeah. We have to find someone else for you. I mean, come on. You haven't kissed anyone in the meantime. No, I mean like my parents just would be like not into it right now and they're already mad that I'm not like a whiz kid and I I don't care about that. I kind of like would like to have a boyfriend, but... Don't really? also like who? Like in general, I would like to. No, have a boy you parents. have to be. You have to be talking about someone specifically. Who would you want to kiss? I mean, I guess I'd kiss Callum again because he was like we were kids, and maybe he's a good kisser now. I don't even know what that was then. He's like ugly now. You can do better than that. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Aim high. If it could be anyone. If it could be anyone, who would I kiss? Ivy, what? Maybe, I don't know, maybe like one of the hockey guys. Oh yeah, I mean, I should know. Yeah. The hockey guys are fun. 
I just like whenever we're out and like hanging hanging out like at parties or whatever it's like I'm hanging out with you I don't really it's like you and when you were dating Adam it was you and Adam and then when Natalie was around it was Natalie too but like I didn't really like you know it was like the four of the three or the four of us all the time so I didn't really like that's true you and Adam always would get along really well I mean so did you and then like when you broke up of course like you didn't get along so like we were not gonna get along but you know now if you're if if this is like a thing happening again maybe maybe we'll like get along I don't know you and Adam well if you guys get back together, I assume you'd be hanging out. Are you guys getting back together? I'm not sure. It's still really uh, up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. We didn't really hang out at the last party though, and Natalie wasn't there for a lot of it. I know. So who are you hanging out with? I was just kind of around, you know, dancing, drinking. Wait, no, you were totally with a boy, weren't you? No, I wasn't. Why are you uh, keeping this from me? I'm not. I'm not. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. Alina, I don't believe you. Ivy's face gets super serious. I just, I don't believe you. <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know what you want me to say. So you haven't kissed a boy since middle school? No. So you really just let the boys like bend you over and fuck you without even kissing them back? I'm sorry, what? When Adam fucked you against a tree in the woods, you didn't even kiss him? Her face loses all color, absolutely gone as pale as she possibly can. Mouth drops open slightly, eyes widen, takes a very hard swallow, mouth just cottony immediately. She stopped breathing. Ivy can hear her heartbeat sp speed up, can hear her swallow or try to swallow. And she leans in, watches Alina kind of like shrink back. Honestly, that's pretty fucked up of you. He, he told you? Yeah, he did. Sure, he promised you he wouldn't tell me. And you believed him. Vice versa. Hmm, interesting. So why don't you tell me about it? Ivy, I don't think we have to do this. Was it good? Did you have a good time? You think you guys are gonna like, what, be in love now? Date? You think you can even begin to understand him? Do you know what it's like to have to be there for Adam? No, because he always ran to you. Yeah, there's a reason for that. Alina, I've known you for a really long time. Somehow, this did surprise me. I just really didn't think you'd have the balls to cross me like this. I didn't start this. He came to me. I'm sure he did. Here's the thing, Alina. Your real choice was always about me. That's why you said yes, right? So you could win for once? Wow, Ivy. Thought you were a little... She knocks on her head. Empty-headed when it came to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Nail on the head. Because finally, finally someone did pick me over you. Because... If you didn't have that fucking last name, I would be on top. And I think you know that. Ivy genuinely laughs, like hard. Alina, no one gives a fuck about you. Hey Ivy, no one gives a fuck about you either. Here's the thing though, I I don't need them to, to be where I am. Alina gets off the bed and is standing in the middle of your room, looking like she's gonna get out as soon as she can, but hasn't moved towards the door yet, and says, oh, you can keep telling yourself that Ivy, but all you've ever wanted was for everyone to love you. And when you found out that people didn't, you start to break down. And guess what? I can see it in your face right now. You're sad because I was your best friend. How could I ever do this to you? How could the love of your life ever do this to you? Well, guess what? We did. And uh, I don't really need Adam. I don't, I don't care if he wants me or you at this point. Just funny. The blinders that you have on, you definitely need people. You just like to think you don't. Ivy kind of like leans back casually on the bed and she says, Alina, you are never my best friend. I have best friends. You are never ever that.
But Alina, you should leave him alone. Not for me. It's not even a threat, really. This is more of a warning. You don't have what it takes to be with him right now. And I'm gonna manipulate an NPC. 11. God, you're just so selfish. Like, if he actually wanted me, you still would think that you were the center of his world. Fine, fine. I don't need to deal with the boy who calls me on the phone crying at 3 a.m. I don't. If that's what you want, have him. I'm done with both of you. And honestly, I feel good about it. And she turns and walks out of the room. I let her go. I go downstairs after I hear her leave and I go into my dad's golden cabinet and I unlock it and open a bottle of blood and pour some into a glass and then I top it off with some fancy whiskey that's also in the cabinet, swirl it together, knock it back, take a huge breath and text Naya just say, hey, come over whenever, purple heart, black heart. I think that Ivy's always seen this in Alina. She's known that the depth of their relationship is not the same as like her and Natalie, like the love, but she did trust her to an extent. And as much as she played it off to Alina that she was angry at her and she is, she's really way more hurt by Adam. And she's feeling very alone because she meant what she said to Alina about having real best friends. She just doesn't think they should be her best friends. She's gonna keep everyone safe. Your phone dings. I've realized I've only been to your house for a party and the door's always open. So I'm outside, so do, I do I just come in? Ivy smiles and simply goes to the door and opens it wide. Hey, welcome. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> She walks in and she looks around and she says, this place is a lot, feels a lot bigger without all the people. Yeah, it's not exactly my style, but it might be yours a little bit. It's got that like, you know. This is uh, a little bit like medieval fancy. Sorry, I'm not all uh, read up on the various facets of goth culture. Oh yeah, it's like architecture is the number one priority when you- Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got probably got like like coffins in your room, like Corinthian columns. Her head is like bent a little bit and she's kind of studying you as you kind of just look around and talk about this. And she goes, and you are skirting the conversation that I think we're gonna have. Ivy kind of looks over her shoulder with like a little twirl of her own skirt. And I am, yeah. Yeah, quite obviously, you're not very good at it. Well, let's hear it, you start. I was not in that TikTok. Yeah, well, I wish I wasn't. Yeah, I bet. Um, she goes over to the stairs and sits down. Are you mad at me or something? Her brow kind of furrows. Why would I be mad at you? I don't know. A lot of people are mad at me right now. I mean, I don't see any reason that I would be mad at you. Just, it's a lot. Ivy kind of like raises an eyebrow. Are you? You're just checking up on me. Like you just, you just want to know if I'm okay. Yeah? This makes Ivy very emotional. <laughs> hey, hey. <sighs> yeah, sorry. Wow, this is so intense and not hot at all. And um, uh, God, I just, like I said, everyone is mad at me. And 
it's just really cool that you're not. I, again, I don't, I don't see a reason I would be, and I'm sorry that you feel everybody else is. Ivy like goes and sits next to her, but like not touching, just close. I thought maybe you would be mad because of the party. I know we talked about it already a little bit in the art room, but like I, I, I do feel bad. It's just that night, really everything since that night has been different in kind of a not good way for me. I just had fun with you and I could really use some fun in my life moment. I gave you shit about that night just as like a joke. I wasn't mad about it. I mean, I kind of got the vibe that randomly making out with you is kind of what we did. Yeah, and the thing is like, I randomly make out with people all the time. Yeah. She has a smile on her face. Yeah, exactly. And for some reason, it keeps getting me in. Well, who's mad? You want the list like alphabetically or... It's complicated and I get that. I know that... No, who is mad about... Who have you kissed that is mad about you kissing somebody else? That's my question. Well, I feel like you're gonna think a lot less of me after this. She takes a deep breath, lay it on me. Well, Natalie was really upset about it. Uh, but we, we, we talked about it and I, I don't think... I don't think she's gonna stay upset about it. And you're upset that she's upset. Well, yeah, I mean, I do. Why? Didn't... This is something you do all the time. Why? Why are you upset? Because usually, like, kissing someone, it doesn't mean anything to me. Or it's just, it's not that it means nothing. It's important. It's fun. It's a connection. It's, it's something. It's a million things. But kissing Adam is never like that. Kissing Adam was always something else. And I don't know. Alina's mad at me. And I think Sawyer's mad at me. Caleb. I'm trying to circle back to how any of these other people have to do with why somebody is mad at you because you kissed Adam. I think maybe I'm mad at me because I kissed Adam. So you have one person who's mad at you for kissing Adam. And then you're mad at yourself for kissing Adam. And you think everybody else is mad at you but not for that. Yes. And I kind of assumed you were mad at me for kissing Adam, but it, I realize now that you're not. Ivy, I don't want to add on, okay? But I am not in love with you. Natalie is visibly in love with you. We all know. <laughs> Has been. God. Written on her face. The girl is not good at hiding. Ivy puts her head in her hands and just like, I really didn't. I mean, I kind of, I thought it wasn't that serious, but I know now that it, it, it was. I'm really glad glad you're not in love with me. That would be quite a leap from making out with somebody a couple times. Exactly. I know this is all very obvious to you. If you knew about my entire life, so, so you just came over here to make out? No, I came over here because you asked me to. Right, right. I don't make it a point of just showing up randomly on people's doorsteps and asking them to make out. But if I was asking you to make out, would that be received? Well? I would have to... Yes. Number one, yes. Um, but in good conscience, I, would, I might have to say no in the sense that... Um, I'm not mad at you, but you might be mad at me. Ivy was kind of grinning through the whole latter part of that conversation, feeling like lighter. When Naya says that, she kind of pulls a little away. She was almost touching. Their knees were like an inch apart. Their elbows were, you could feel the warmth, but Ivy pulls away from that. Why exactly? Just please hear me out. Mm -hmm. Before, it didn't matter because you guys were broken up and I didn't think that that you needed to hear this, okay? Mm -hmm. But after seeing that TikTok and hearing you talk 
about him. I think that maybe it's not fully over and that um, I need to tell you this uh, because I care for your well-being. You should not get back together with Adam, at least right now. Ivy won't even look at Naya anymore. He came to me for help and I didn't lie to him that I didn't know how to help and he was an idiot and got himself into something too deep, but I turned him away and it just got worse and worse. And he's not safe to be around right now, Ivy. Ivy was so sure that Naya was just going to have another Alina revelation. She was so prepared for that. She was not prepared for this. And she grabs Naya's hand. You need to tell me everything. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to support our show, you can become a patron at patreon.com queerpg. Becoming a patron allows you access to our exclusive after show where the cast talks about character insights and their own reactions to the episode, as well as a plethora of other perks. If you like the show, remember to rate and review. And to keep up with Queer PG, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at QueerPGPod and on Tumblr at tumblr.com slash queerpg. Until next time.